middle of the week, and we're recording a podcast in kind of a different uh, time of ministry uh, for yeah. our church. And um, we're we're here with a bottle of hand sanitizer on the table. That's true. Trying to be safe. So, um, so yeah. So, how's your week been, Brent, at home with your family? Hey, it's been uh, you know it's been a challenge, but it's been I think like everybody's we're kind of playing it by ear a little bit, uh, taking in information as it comes. Uh, it's been uh, a lot of I don't think my my eyes have left my phone too much without right, yeah. texting or emailing <laughs> or coordinating or. Uh, it's been, a you know, in that way, it's been a, it's been a load, uh, of, uh, of a unique kind of last week of time period. It's been pretty amazing. Yeah. It's provided a lot of challenges, a lot of, a lot of opportunities as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, the elders, we got together last night, uh, for a time of, uh, prayer and, and clarity and, uh, and, and walking forward and, and kind of charting the path of what are the, how are we doing? How are we caring for the body? Um, what things do we need to put in place? How, how our decisions going to be made, um, ways of communication and, and really just, uh, in addition to prayer, set, set some times out some, uh, for, uh, making decisions, uh, in a clear way. And, uh, there's really, if I can share them with you, kind of four C's that, right. that, uh, that I try to walk by, that we try to walk by in times of crisis, you might say, or just difficult decisions, difficult times that apply to us, not only as, as church leaders, uh, and, and pastors, but also applies, I think, to every one of our members as well. You know, everyone's got a family, everyone's got a home, everyone's got neighbors, people that may be looking to them or just trying to figure out how do I how do I make my next step decision? What mm-hmm. what should I do? Uh, so I'll share those with you if that's all right, Stephen. It's great with me. Uh, so kind of four C's that we're looking at, and and we try to you know in, in times of difficulty, it's just wise to be reminded of the first is is a clarity, a clarity of vision. And for our church family, you know, our vision hasn't changed. Right. We we are still today, uh, and even if this continues on for many, many more weeks, or, or Lord forbid, many, uh, a number of months, uh, we have a clarity of our vision that God has given our church body, He's given us in the Word, and that is, you know, we are a people committed to making disciples of Jesus Christ for the glory of God. And we talk about those four components all the time, mm-hmm. uh, devotion to the Word, gospel-centered worship, sacrificial service, and building community as a family, being renewed by the power of Christ's love. So uh, what we have done and are doing is really doubling down on our vision. We want to make sure that, yeah, there's challenges that are impacting how we've been doing ministry and and becoming more effective in how we're doing ministry. Uh, But we know that that's where our eyes have to stay. We need to stay focused on that clarity of vision. And, uh, and and that hasn't changed at all. And so that's our helpful reminder of, okay, this is what we are doing. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, the challenge becomes the second C. Uh, challenges and difficult times cause us to be creative. And so clarity and second, creativity of methodology. Uh, and you know this well, Stephen. I know you worked a long Friday, a busy Saturday. We were up here all day uh, working on... Uh, you know, recording the sermon, the video, and Jenny and John did a great job. And I know a lot of your technical abilities were were put to the test, and I appreciate you in that. But it's caused us to have a creativity of methodology. Uh, so technology, you know, longing to gather again. We long to gather, uh, to gather again. We tried to to make the best of of what we can do in this time, and and I'm and I'm proud of that. That's a good thing. We yeah. have to be willing to be creative. Uh, and you know Zach Martin last night at our at our elder meeting, he made a great uh, just a, a memorable comment. He said, 
you know, this is not our first choice. Our first choice is to gather together. There is a unique yeah. joy and blessing and being together, being in each other's presence, uh, hugging each other, uh, singing, you know, in the same room together, uh, seeing each other's faces, mm-hmm. uh, doing all those beautiful things together that we, we, we've come to love and be centered on it as a gospel center worship congregation. But uh, we want to work hard, Zach said, to make it our best second, make mm-hmm. this our best second. And that, that forces us to be creative with our methodologies. Mm-hmm. And so technology is one of those where, hey, there's a learning curve to that. Uh, you know, I love my parents, which is a good thing. And <laughs> I, if you'd have told me uh, even three years ago that my mom uh, would be working a smartphone, <laughs> I would have said, you're crazy. My mom, are you kidding me? She does a wonderful job. She'll listen to this. She'll figure it out because you know why? Not because she loves technology, but because she loves the people that she can communicate with through technology. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the same thing with our church. I've been so pleased. You know, uh, we've had so many people uh, decide to say, you know what? I they maybe they've been uh, held back in the past by saying, I can't do that. I can't figure this out. We had a lot of church members on Sunday that said, I'm going to try and figure this out. And, yeah. I remember and, seeing a, a picture of a small group getting together. Uh, they were struggling a little bit with getting technology working, but they were there together to worship this past Sunday, and um, and they figured it out. But yeah, it's a time where we have to adapt, and they're still accomplishing, you know, gospel centered worship there together as a group and and being a family, um, being a community. So yeah, we've got to adapt a little bit. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the creative creativity of methods, and that's one thing we're working through. All of our ministry leaders are are wondering and asking, how can we still do what we're doing? We may have to change our our, our process. Our Roman with our servant leadership training is is looking at you know recording his videos, and and uh, when we're able to meet together again, and and certainly in groups larger than ten again, uh, or even you know a little bit later, uh, how do we go about maximizing this time, giving content uh, good training for our people to consume. And then when we can get together again, it's kind of flipped, you know, uh, where we're able to get in the room and, and talk about what we've been learning and reading and, mm-hmm. uh, in this time when we've been kind of sequestered, uh, in our own little spaces. So it's causing a create a, a creative thinking, which is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said four C's. So we got clarity, we got creativity. Uh, and third, we've got compassion, uh, compassion. We need to be, remember who we are. We're the beloved of the Lord and we ought to be a loving people, a compassionate people. And in that, it's just a wise thing to err in grace, err in grace, be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I one of the things that's most vivid to me my first year here, I was able to hear Keith Hubbard share uh, uh, this statement, uh, and I've never heard it before besides what Keith said, but this idea of proactive grace, proactive grace. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, but, yeah. but he said... Now, we're just talking about, hey, you come home from a long day of work, possibly, you're tired, uh, you're exhausted, and you get home, and all of a sudden, hey, here we hit the fourth quarter now, the game's not over, and and we find ourselves so easily becoming frazzled. And he gave this great piece of wisdom of, you know, just imagining before you even going inside, imagining things being as about as hard as they could be. Uh, you know, something's broken, the kids are fighting, it's just a, everything's a madhouse. And just make the decision to go to the Lord and and forgive that even before it could happen. And when you go inside, it's never that severe. No. And so you're kind of joyful in that of saying, "Hey, look at this. This is this is great. That's been a blessing to me of wisdom." And the idea is when you're when you're when you're at your lower points, when you're frazzled, when you're tired, uh, be intentional to offer grace, to be compassionate. 
And if there's ever a time where uh, being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry is applicable, uh, it's it's difficult times. It's challenging times like these. So when people are spending more time together, they may be tired. We're out of routine. You know, we mm-hmm. need to. I know you talk about this a lot, and and your wife talks about this a lot. The importance of having a structure and mm-hmm. routine, and uh, y'all do a really good job at that. Uh, but but really, but now it's all over the place. Now, <laughs> <laughs> all of us there. Uh, and yeah, it's good. So it's not only us, but that's that's a healthy, <laughs> that's a helpful thing. And and Grace, yeah. one thing I learned about Grace Bible is that Grace is a rallying church. It is a hospitable church, a generous church, a compassionate church. And you know, Stephen, part of I think showing compassion is is the the willingness to receive compassion. So you know, we're trying to work through calling here this week and next week, calling through all of our church members, mm-hmm. um, seeing what needs there are, especially those that uh, may be more uh, prime population. And but but touching base with all of our members, and part of it is being willing to say, you know what, yeah, I will be served. I will allow somebody to run errands for me. Mm-hmm. I will allow those things to take place. And and then the second side is, you know what, we ha- we've had over twenty people already sign up to say uh, through our uh, our website that that uh, that Google Doc that was created for people to sign up through. Uh, people saying, yeah, I, I'll do errands. I'm, I'm available for errands, and mm-hmm. being able to match up needs. Uh, with people that are able to meet those needs is a, is a beautiful mark of compassion that we have to remember in times of crisis yeah. uh, and difficulty. So clarity of vision, creativity, compassion, and fourth, communication. Uh, communication, uh, communicating as clearly as possible. I think one of the unique challenges to this time, obviously, is that the the most effective way to communicate is in person, back and right. forth like this, you know, a dialogue. Here we are. Not only are we voice to voice, but we're face to face. We're mm-hmm. looking at each other right now. Uh, you look great today, by the yeah, way. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, but we... Uh, <laughs> was, was I supposed to reciprocate? You look No, you look, you no, look nice no well. that's just made up. That's manufactured, okay? <laughs> but we want to be able to communicate together. And so we're in a situation where because we're a little hampered in how we can communicate, we can't communicate face to face. We can't just communicate in that way. We have to be extra intentional to know the things that we text, the things we type in email, uh, all of that, you know, at best case, maybe 80% is going to be understood. It could be understood poorly. It's oftentimes what we don't say that that can be read into and things right. like that. Yeah. So we want to communicate as do as well as we can. And so appreciate Holly doing an incredible job mm-hmm. uh, helping get emails out, uh, you know, posting on social media, mm-hmm. uh, communicating as clearly as we can. And, and part of this chain of communication is we're hearing and we're responding to communication that's coming out of uh, our our governing authorities. You know, they're giving us new information. You know, it was just last week, I think it was the recommendations were uh, 250 or so, avoid groups of 250. That's what we were handling at the end of last week. And then on Sunday, they lowered it to 50. And then on Monday morning, they lowered it to 10. And that's where when we met yesterday, last night as elders and and praying and looking through this, whereas we were just going to take it a week-by-week basis, well, this new you know, two-week guidelines, 15-day guidelines that were put out by the White House on Monday saying, you know, you need to, to please avoid groups of 10. Well, we feel like as leaders that we want to uh, we want to honor the governing authorities, those that are mm-hmm. that God has placed over us to, to, uh, to guard image bearers. We think to love neighbor well, that means for us to say, hey, at least for the next two Sundays, as long as this is in place, as much as we want to, we think to love each other and love our community well to uh, that, uh, that, that pushing down the curve idea, but just being faithful, obedient. This isn't a situation that's an Acts 5 question of, I must obey God rather than man. Right, yeah. Uh, but this is very much, a, we think, a Romans 13 situation of honoring the, the authorities that the Lord has placed over us in this unique virus time. 
So uh, our hope is, you know, maybe they'll come out in two weeks and they'll say, hey, you know what? Um, you know, they'll be able to lift a lot of those. And so April 5th, we would hope to be able to gather. But the reality is we're dealing with new communication constantly. So we have to adjust to that information, but we can say with confidence and, and just finality that for the next two Sundays, uh, we will not be able to gather for for corporate worship together. And, and we're going to apply faithfully uh, these guidelines that they put out of avoiding meeting in groups of, of 10, which obviously impacts our small group ministry. It impacts all the ministries of our congregation, which forces us right back into creativity and communication. Yeah, so so we didn't meet Sunday, and right. we're not going to meet for the next two Sundays. Right. Um, that I'm I'm already feeling you know that distance from the people that we love. Yeah. Um, what are some creative or some ways, some real practical ways that you would encourage our church to kind of connect with one another um, when we can't meet physically? How how could you yeah. encourage them to do that? Yeah, well, the next I think the next best thing is to be able to see each other's image at least. Phone calls are great, <laughs> right? But you can't, you know, uh, with technology today, you can email us, you can call us, uh, text us. We'll send you a link on how to, if you've got a smartphone or a computer, uh, to be able to download an app like Skype, or if you have an iPhone, you can use FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of, there's Zoom, there's a lot of these great mobile communication devices. As a matter of fact, Sunday night, that's what our small group did. Uh, obviously, we didn't have childcare, uh, but we were in our homes. Uh, you know, a few people got together, about four or so of our of our younger members. We have a multi-generational small group we're a part of, love uh, Jeff Rabb and, and Janet and and uh, and Justin Natalie Blunt. They did a great job providing leadership there for us. Uh, but we so we skyped all in together, and mm-hmm. and it was a great time together. It wasn't as great as being in the same room, but we so we waited till the kids were in bed, uh, and around eight thirty ish or so, we really got got going. But it was it was the next best thing. Yeah, uh, and so we all kind of had a, a beverage to be able to drink there, and uh, and and enjoyed some time together, looking at each other, praying together. Uh, sharing prayer requests together, uh, walking through scripture together. So that was for us, uh, learning that technology. And a lot of people in our group hadn't done that before. But because you know what? They loved each other. They're willing to be creative and learn and and try to make this the best of a, of a difficult situation. So that's what I would say is encourage people to do that. Check on members. Uh, you know what? Those We have a lot of members that aren't involved in any groups. So not a lot, but we have a few people at, at, at Grace that, that aren't in any groups. If you're in a group, Please take the time to check on your group. I know Kim Weir with our women's ministry has done an incredible job of having the ladies reach out to those in their in their discussion groups for studies and things like that. But take time and call and just text and check on other church members that come to mind, anybody of any age. Uh, and, and on that phone call, please pray together. Please mm-hmm. pray together. That was one thing Jonathan Mitchell prayed last night that really it, it convicted me, honestly. Uh, and and in his prayer, he gave this reality of God. Thank you for showing us how much how dependent we are on you, how much more dependent we are on you than we really think we are. Mm-hmm. As you're stripping away some of these comforts uh, and even our larger culture, and and we do want that. Like we talked on Sunday, we do want this to be something where the Lord would give us His eyes, that we would look around at the opportunities to to serve and and to meet needs and and to, uh, and to labor the gospel with others around us at this time. And by God's grace, may there be a harvest. May there be many people that would maybe never come to church. I would never come to Grace Bible Church or another faithful Bible teaching church. And they they would take time to watch a video like what's going to be posted this coming Sunday, you know, uh, at nine o'clock when we post it. Maybe they'll take the time. And we know there's a lot of people that that watch the service. We could tell that. But 
maybe they'll watch it for the first time and, and see mm-hmm. hey, this is what Grace Bible is about. This is the gospel message. And by God's grace, the Spirit of God can take the, the, the proclaimed gospel and bring somebody to newness of life, even at home. And then when we can gather again in person, they'll come and be a part of our body. How neat would that to be to think, Stephen, here? Yeah. Whenever this is, we're able to gather again. Uh, somebody comes for the first time and says, hey, I've been watching the services, and I cannot wait to see you all. Yeah. Now, what an amazing movement of God that would be. Yeah, so no matter whether it's a service in person or a service that's online that we're watching, we will always coordinate our services by this structure that you've heard time and time again, God, man, Christ response. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody's hearing for the first time, we want to be sure that in every element of the service, the gospel uh, saturates what we're doing. So uh, so that'll be the same for this Sunday as a video comes out, uh, yeah. 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. If you don't tune in at 9 o'clock, don't worry. You can go back and watch that right. again. It'll be uploaded and, and there and available for you. Um, in fact, I think even right now, if you missed this past Sunday, you can still go back and, yes. and watch that. Uh, we'll have a portion there for the kids. We'll have a portion there for, for every age of our church. Um, and so we do want to encourage you, stand up when we're singing. Mm-hmm. Um, open your Bible to read as you're reading the Word. Do all the things that you would try. You know, Make it as normal as possible right. for you um, in your home with your family. <clears throat> Worship with your family. Make it a priority mm-hmm. um, to do that together. Um, and so as we're getting ready uh, to do that and as we're looking for more information to come. Um, what can you uh, maybe tell us about where we're going to be um, this Sunday uh, for or what you're going to be sharing with us? You know, the Gospel of John, God's Word is always applicable in every single season. And in John chapter 4, 43 through 54, uh, i tell you what, you know, this is another one as I've had an opportunity with and been preached for us two weeks ago, uh, a faithful brother, uh, that gave me time to get a little head and, and write on, on, on. And so I, I wrote this sermon, uh, still tweaking it, of course, but wrote it at that time. And it's it's an incredible text of the Capernaum official whose son is ill mm. and, and dying. And he travels. It's this crisis. It's this difficulty that leads him to walk 18 miles mm. to go and see Jesus. Uh, believing, you know, here's this man of respect and dignity, and he's coming to seek out Jesus because the hardship he's experienced and the hurt and the fear, it's driven him to Jesus. And he meets Jesus, and we get to see this incredible scene. Really, Stephen, isn't that our prayer for this season, that God would use crisis as, as only he can do and difficulties to bring people to his son? Yeah, he will uh, work all things for good, and so we want to be driven to Christ yeah. as well. So, Brent, would you would you mind uh, just praying for our church and praying uh, over us in this this season that we would turn to Him, that we'd be driven toward Him? Yeah, let's pray. Oh, well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, technology the way it is to be able to uh, to at least uh, hear each other's voices. Uh, God, we thank you for those in our body who. Uh, Lord, who are allowing themselves to be served. Uh, thank you mm-hmm. for the many in our body who uh, are able, who are able to get out and, and to serve and to do those things, God. But I pray and I thank you for our governing leaders, God. I ask that you would provide them wisdom that comes mm-hmm. from you above. We thank you for your general grace in this way that you show. And uh, Lord, we thank you that, and we're reminded that we are not made for sickness. We're not made for uh, death. We're not made. This is not our. This is not our friend. Has been said before. Mm. Uh, but God, we are made to have relationship and to abide in you, Lord. We 
lift up to you our church family. We pray, God, uh, for wisdom and and uh, boldness in how to love and serve one another, to care mm-hmm. for each other. Help us to make extra calls, extra contacts, and and pursue, and also to be looking around for opportunities to to make contact with our neighbors and check on mm-hmm. them and serve them as well. God, would you bring this? Uh, would you use this, uh, this pandemic, uh, to advance your glory as we know you will, mm-hmm. would you bring people to salvation through this? Would you allow this to be an opportunity to reach out to our own families, extended families and other friends and Lord, uh, to point them to you, uh, to, to pray for them and to serve them. Lord, let them see our hope and our faith that we have in you, our peace that we have in you, regardless of the circumstances of this world. Uh, We do love you, and we thank you, God, for your kindness to us. Uh, You are great. You're worthy of praise. We do pray for the many in our body. Uh, Lord, I I think of uh, even the Pelham family. I lift them up right now, Lord, as they are are looking to to welcome a a, a child into the world, God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Father, you're good. You're the giver of life, uh, physical life and eternal life and uh, newness of life, God. We give you glory, and we thank you for the joy of knowing each other and worshiping together in Christ. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Church, we love you, and uh, stay tuned for more information, and please tune in on Sunday, and we can't wait to gather again. Can't wait, Stephen. 